Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where we aim to give you critical and easily applicable leadership concepts to help you along your journey. Today, we have an important topic to discuss, leaders sacrifice more. As leaders, it's not just about making decisions and giving orders. It's about going the extra mile and setting an example for our teams. To delve deep into this subject, we have a resident expert and the owner of Rising Tide Leadership, Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Hey, what's up, Scotty? It's always good uh, to be here talking about leadership, man. Let's do it. Absolutely. So, Mo, I'm not sure if you remember the very start of my leadership journey. It seems so long ago now. Uh, but it all started when you encouraged me to read Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Well, this summer I actually had a really cool opportunity, um, and I actually got to see him speak live. So I could probably fill an entire podcast. Actually, I could undoubtedly fill an entire podcast with that experience. But I really want to highlight one aspect that directly ties into what we're talking about today. My wife and I had planned to get there early. I had my leadership journal with, with me and, and my own copy of Extreme Ownership. Uh, I didn't really expect to meet him, but I wanted to be ready if I did. Well, we got in, got to our seats in the balcony. Uh, the lower level was closed off, um, so we weren't able to get down there yet. But as I looked down, I realized um, that the reason it was closed off is because there was a uh, meet and greet going on with um, Jocko and with some of the attendees. So we didn't purchase those tickets. So I just kind of watched um, as he took the time to to shake hands, to sign books, to take pictures. Um, and then after a while, he headed back and I figured, you know, that was it. I'll see him when he gets on stage. But about 10 minutes later, when the doors downstairs opened, he came back out. Uh, and naturally, everybody jumped on it, line quickly formed. Uh, and I rushed downstairs to try to get my chance to to, to meet him. Unfortunately, though, didn't get my chance in that moment. A uh, little bit of foreshadowing there, but I went back to my seat and wanted to get, uh, and really just watched him give his talk. Uh, at the end of the live event, my wife and I ended up making our way downstairs just into the mass of people. You know, everybody just tries to exit at one time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, voices just, just started to rise. People were clapping. People were shouting. And who walks out of one of the side doors but Jocko? He had come back out to sign books, <laughs> meet people, and take pictures after his live event. So naturally, I jumped in line, uh, which became longer and longer and wasn't really formed at first. And I ended up pretty pretty far back, more closer to the end than the actual front. Um, but I, I was really determined that if at all possible, I was going to get to, to meet him. Um, and I was a little worried at first that he was going to take off. I knew he had another show uh, the next night in, in Chicago. Um, and so I figured he had to get on the road. He had to leave. Um, but he actually stayed and sacrificed time and sleep to meet with every single person in line. Not only that, but he made it a point to try and make a personal connection with everyone. I only got to spend maybe two minutes, and that's probably being generous, uh, in, kind of in his presence with him. But I still felt the influence, the humility, and the kindness that he exuded. He really knew that by sacrificing his own time, sleep, and then probably some other things, some travel-related things, that he could have a chance to impact each of us. So, Mo, with that in mind and, and with what we're talking about today, why don't you start us off with the first way that leaders can sacrifice more for their teams? Yeah, man. Well, that's uh, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad that you got to go see uh, Jocko Willink and 
uh, for those out there who have not uh, gotten a chance to listen to some of his stuff or see him live like uh, like Scott did, um, you know, you, you need to do that. Uh, extreme ownership is definitely at the top of our um, the, the, the leadership uh, top 50. Um, and we just love it. So, Scott, uh, really glad that you got a chance to one, go to that event and also be a part of it, because um, you're right. That's what leaders do. Um, in fact, the higher we go, the more we have to give up, the more we have to sacrifice. And you said even for Jocko, he just, you know, he knew uh, he, he could have left and nobody would have um, been upset or anything. But he stayed uh, back and he just thought, man, I got to sacrifice more if I want to be an influencer. And so that leads us to our first point, as you said, uh, and it ties right in, obviously. And it's this uh, point one is personal time and energy investment. See, that's what leaders uh, sacrifice uh, for you know their personal time, um, they give more of an energy investment into their people because this first point centers around really the significance of the investment of personal time and energy that leaders dedicate to their team. So the question is, what kind of time and energy do you give to your teams? Because there's studies out there that that they consistently show that effective leaders spend on average. 20% more time working with their team members, meaning they, they put one fifth more time than people are just who aren't really good leaders. They put that, that extra time in. And this includes preparation for meetings, strategizing, being available for your team members, you know, whenever they need guidance. And trust me, people on your team need guidance. And so what does it mean for you to sacrifice personal time um, for the work that you need to do so that your people can really understand what it means for you to give uh, time to them. And so there, there, there's a, a story um, that I want to tell, and, and it goes like this. Um, you know, uh, I, I was one of the first, uh, you know, people that was kind of doing um, things within uh, business for uh, myself years ago. And I knew that I needed to learn about business. So I reached out to a guy that I knew who was actually in my church. Uh, and his family was really involved and he was a business owner. And I said, you know, and I love, I love asking this question to people who are in business. I said, tell, tell me a story about business and what it, you know, tell me about a tough time in business. And, and they always smile and light up when I do that. And this guy did the same thing. He said, Mo, let me tell you this one. There was a strike that came at Christmas and Mo, I am the owner, uh, one of several owners, uh, in a produce company. So we actually get produce uh, wholesale. And we deliver it to places. And he said, well, coming up on Christmas Eve, um, there was a strike within the industry. This was years ago. And he said, we knew that this was going to happen. Our people knew that it was going to happen. But we just kind of trudged along because that's what business owners do. Lo and behold, on Christmas Eve, the strike happened. And I think, you know, the, the people that wanted the strike to happen did it that way just to really mess with the owners. And so I said, well, then did, did the produce just not go out? Did your vendors or did your clients just not get it? And he said, Mo, that's not what happens. He said, I knew that my people wanted to work, but in solidarity, they couldn't. And so I just needed to do what was best for my team. And in that moment, it was for me to get up in that big rig and deliver that 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 produce. And so that's what I did. And I was like, do you know how to drive a big rig? He says, nope, but I learned on that day. And I was like, wow, like, that, that's crazy. Why, why would you why would you do that? And, and it could have been a day late, right? And he said, no, Mo, you know, at, at that level, there's a lot of mouths to feed. And yes, we got to I got to feed uh, my family, but there's a lot of people that were, you know, hoping that, that 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 I could get things done. 
And that's what the guy did, Scott. He, he, he didn't complain. He didn't try to put his people in an awkward position and say, well, I know you guys on strike, but he just said, I got to get this done. He knew the standard. He knew the practice. He knew what he had to do, and, and, and he knew what he had to do for his people. And there was nothing else he could do than to follow that deeper responsibility that he felt. He had a responsibility not only to the company and the shareholders, but also a responsibility to his clients and also the people who were eventually going to get through the strike and then go back to work. And so the company couldn't fail, right? So you see, everybody else went home that night to their families, but this guy didn't go home and neither did the other owners of the company. You know, uh, they, when push came to shove, these leaders stepped up and they got it done. And that's my question for you. When, when, when the going gets tough as a leader and when everybody else is going home and they're like, man, I put my time in, are you the one who gets it done? Are you the one that says, no, I'm going to go the extra mile for the company and for my people? Because when everybody else goes home, Scott, <laughs> leaders stay back, they pick up the pieces and they make things happen. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing that I, I really love as you told that story is not only the sacrifice that he made, but also just the empowerment that he showed his his employees. You know, absolutely. to not be mad at the strike, but but that empowerment and that understanding um towards what they needed to do and seeing that, okay, that was necessary for them to do. So what can I do in that meantime? So wow, right. great, great. <laughs> and it's really so crucial to, to know what and when to sacrifice, but then really also how to invest that energy, just, just like that individual did. Um, yeah. And especially just because we don't have an unlimited supply of energy. So it runs mm -hmm. on empty, I feel like, most of the time. So uh, but sure. great, great point. So moving forward, what, what's that second way that leaders can sacrifice more? Yeah, if you're a leader out there and you want to sacrifice more, uh, th think about this. You know, what, what, what do you do when it comes to decision making and accountability? And this kind of builds off that first point of responsibility, right? When we're talking about decision making and accountability as leaders, Scott, le leaders demonstrate accountability by taking ownership, right? There, there it is, that, that uh, Jocko Willing book that we're talking about today, Extreme Ownership, Ooh. right? That's what Jocko would say. <laughs> He'd say, take extreme ownership of both their successes and their failures. There's a study that's published in, um, in, in the, uh, the Journal of, of Applied Psych uh, Psychology, and it found that leaders who openly admitted their mistakes and they actively sought solutions had a positive impact on their team in, in terms of morale and cohesion. I mean, that, that's, that's huge because this level of accountability requires that leaders sacrifice their ego for the benefits of the team growth. And so, um, there's a phrase, and, and that phrase is one of my favorite of the years of uh, that, that is, the buck stops here. And it, you've probably heard that somewhere uh, in, in life if you're a leader. The buck stops here. And, and it has its roots in the slang expression, pass the buck, which means that shifting blame or responsibility <laughs> from yourself to somebody else. And interestingly, this is a saying that traces back to um, the world of poker. And in the game uh, of poker, there's a marker uh, and often uh, a, a knife uh, uh, featuring a handle made uh, from buckhorn. Okay, there it is, uh, buckhorn, buck. And it was used to indicate the player tasked with dealing the cards. And if a player decided to abstain from dealing, they could pass the marker or the buck to the next person. Now, think about this in terms of leadership. How often do we see individuals in positions of authority attempting to pass the proverbial 
buck when it when things get tough. True leaders, though, understand that responsibility is the core of what they do in, in their role. They recognize, Scott, that just like in poker, they can't simply pass the buck to somebody else. Instead, they have to step up, take ownership of their decisions. Doesn't matter if they're big or small. And so President Truman, on one occasion, alluded to Pat, he, he would say, the buck stops here. And when he talked about this this concept in in a couple of his, his public statements uh, and in uh, one of his uh, farewell addresses, uh, he, he he shared and he said this: a significant aspect of a president's role involves making decisions, both substantial or minor, numerous ones nearly every day. While official documents may circulate within the government for a period, they inevitably find their way to this desk. At this point, there's nowhere else for them to be directed. The president, regardless of the identity, must make the ultimate decision. Evading that responsibility is not an option. Delegating the decision-making to somebody else is implausible. This responsibility squarely rests on the president's shoulders. It's an integral part of the job description. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Talk about a guy who said, man, I'm not going to pass the buck. The buck stops here. Because this wisdom isn't limited, Scott. To presidential duties, obviously, if you're the president of the United States or, or any country, um, you're, 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 you're the top dog, <laughs> and, and the buck <laughs> will stop with you. But in leadership, it's a universal truth for leaders in any, in any context. So for our listeners out there, where are you? Because the buck's going to stop somewhere, and the true leaders would say, I want the buck to stop with me. So whether you're leading a team in a corporate setting or guiding a community initiative, uh, volunteering even, the responsibility to make decisions, stand firm. And you know, when everything falls squarely on your shoulders, you embrace that and say, man, this truth, this hallmark is part of my effective leadership. Hmm. It's kind of a, an interesting way to think about that, thinking about uh, how decision-making and, and accountability are those examples of how leaders sacrifice. It's it's almost like a really different way to, to think about it. But when you put it in terms of, of being committed to never, ever passing the buck, that, that kind of really drives it home. Right. Yes. So if, and tell me if I'm wrong with my thought process, but you're basically saying that leaders at times have to take responsibility for things. They may not have directly had a hand in, but ultimately, because they're they're the the leader. In fact, by by default, they they actually do. Yeah, and and really, the best leaders don't they don't whine and they don't complain. They just get things done. And so, I want to work for leaders that say, "Mo, this isn't your fault. This 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 is my fault. The, the buck stops here," because that makes me want to take responsibility more. When I have when when I've had superiors in the past, present, or even in the future, I want people. I want to work with people. I want to work alongside people. I want to work for people who say, "Man, Mo, I want to come alongside you." And the buck stops here, Scott. That's going to make me, and it always has made me want to work harder and to say, no, no, I want to take responsibility. <laughs> and then it becomes a struggle for responsibility. So yeah, you're, you're right on. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's been times too, just through my own kind of uh, career path that I've, I've had leaders in positions that have, that have taken that responsibility for those things. And, and it's always, it always makes me feel like I'm in the right place. Like having someone who accepts that responsibility. So just such a, such a great reminder, such a, such a great point. So, but I know we got a third one. So, so let's hear that third and final point. Yeah, you got it. Well, the the third point uh, today, when we want to talk about leaders sacrificing more is this, you need to develop team members. So point three is development of of team members. So leaders invest 
a considerable amount of time and resources in uh, developing their team members. I mean, it just kind of goes along with what you are doing as a leader. It's, it's part of the job description. It's part of the job responsibilities. And there's a, a report by, by LinkedIn, actually, that um, indicates that leaders spend at least 30% of their time mentoring and coaching people on their teams. Isn't that crazy? 30%. One out of every three um, energy dollars <laughs> goes to that. And, and it's, that counts with helping build skills, reaching full potential, investing uh, in, in driving individual growth for each, each of the people on your team, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, and contributing to the overall success of the team. So th this is why it's so important to have the right people on your team. Jim Collins says in his book, Good to Great, that you first need to have the right people on the bus before you can do anything else and, and, and correct where they're going to be sitting on the bus. Just get, you got to get them there. And too often, we're just trying to fill seats on the bus and spend an inordinate amount of time of, of trying to retain people or get people on the team. We just want warm bodies. For our listeners, does that sound, does that sound familiar to you? Are you in a company that's just trying to, to get people in, in seats and they don't care who it is? Well, that's not what leaders do. Jim Collins says, forget about getting people in the seats. We just want to get the right people on the bus. It's like, well, what, what about, you know, what about filling a specific position and making sure that this is done? No. If you get the right people on the bus, you'll figure out how to fill those seats. And the reason for this is because we're not looking for, for, for the right people only. Um, we want to get the, the right people at the right time, at the right place, and that's tough to do. And so as Jim Collins says, finding the right people first is the way to go. Is your company finding the right people? Because once you do that, Scott, <laughs> then you can put them in the right place. So Mo, that, that sounds really good on the surface, but what happens when there's a position that needs to be filled on your own team within your office? You know, you, you need that person in there. Maybe you're not necessarily getting applicants, but like, do you just let that position go unfilled in that office or what, what, what do you suggest in that situation? Yeah, I, I, that, that, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I've been a part of a, lo a lot of offices um, and we're always running scripts. We always need good people. Right. And uh, my Kevin would always tell me uh, when we were trying to, 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 to fill stuff, he'd say, Mo, we want to get the right, the, the right people in the right place. Otherwise, we are going to just drive ourselves crazy because if, if somebody doesn't have the specific skill set that we need, if they don't build into the culture that we need, um, then we're just going to end up getting rid of them anyway. So I guess what I would say for our leaders out there that are saying, man, I, I'm missing these people on, on my team. Uh, whether it's a sports team or if you're in an office or if you're on a church, you know, uh, a church softball league or you're working at the YMCA and you're just like, man, I just I just need that person. Oh, I just need a warm body. I would say no. Leaders make sure that they grab the right people. And so what does that sacrifice as a leader mean? Maybe hold out a little bit more and everybody works a little bit harder. I, I don't know. I can't make that decision for you. But what I can say is um, leaders will step up and they'll rally their teams to get things done. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's honestly really a great point. So, um, and that leaves me again. I'm getting all these questions as we're as we're talking about this. But if you are an individual, say you have the right people on your staff in your circle, you talk all the time about having leadership in that good position, having the right people on your team shouldn't lead to should only lead to success and avoiding things like like burnout and things like that. 
But if you have the right people on your staff or kind of in your inner circle, but you still experience that burnout, which I'm sure some of our listeners do uh, within your team, what what do you suggest in those situations or where do you see that that fix needs to be? Yeah, most people don't like this this answer from me when we're talking about burnout. Um, my my, <laughs> my thoughts on burnout is, is, is it shouldn't happen. If if you if you are on a team where you're experiencing burnout, you really need to start looking somewhere else. Honestly, because your leaders, my leaders, if you're out there in a company right now, and we all we we all report to somebody, right? But if you feel like you are just burned out, and you're going home, and you're just you're like, man, I just I don't want to go. Like I just can't put put in enough. Another another day, another hour. Uh, th- that that's not healthy. And well, well, Mo, does that mean I I I just work? You know, I don't work as hard. No, I'm not saying that. I, I worked uh, over the years with some really good leaders, and I'm t- I never felt burned out. If I ever got close to feeling burnt burned out, I would either talk to my leader. So if you're feeling burned out out there, you need to talk to your leader and, and, and tell them oh, there needs to be some changes. And I'm willing to to work to make the changes, but I can't I, I can't keep coming to work feeling like this. Because when you experience burnout as a leader, the people that are under you, they're gonna feel that burnout. And then what it's gonna do to them? It's gonna it's gonna bring their level of, of enthusiasm down and it's gonna make the whole team not good. So <laughs> the answer is. Stay away from burnout. If you're burning out, you need to figure something out. Make a change because you should not be feeling burnout. You just you should not. You know, you you, you always say that you know people might not like that answer, but in all honesty, I think that's true. <laughs> and uh, sometimes sure. the truth hurts. I'm sure that's a line in a movie somewhere, but um, but <laughs> I, I I really do think you're speaking the truth in that. It's good to hear. So, uh, but thinking about picking people, right? We're talking about putting people, picking people to be in the right position. So what would you say to the listeners who aren't in a position to pick people? Like maybe what are what are some strategies for them if, if leadership isn't picking the right people and they, they don't really have any sort of influence or say in it? Yeah. Again, if you're not a decision, what I call a decision maker in, 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 a, in an office um, and you are going to pretty much be given people on your team, <laughs> this one, this most people aren't going to like this answer either. But you're really um, you're, you're looking to those decision makers, and so you either need to chat with them and say, "Hey, this is kind of what I need for my team," or maybe they don't even want that input from you, and they're just like, "Hey, just work with who I give you." And if you don't like the people that you've been given for your team, again, you need to start looking for a team that you trust. That leader, you have to have trust. You have to have trust in your leaders. Because the people that, that you have underneath you, they need to have trust in you. But if you be, keep, uh, if you keep uh, having people being put on your team that, that shouldn't be there, there's little that you can do for that. Yeah, you can, you can increase your leadership abilities and get better. But if you continue to be given people and they say, well, just deal with it, you need to get out of that situation. You need to get under a leader who knows how to pick the right people. Here, we are getting into it today here. So uh, uh, ultimately, I just, you know, getting the right people in the right place really is key. You know, I, I feel like that just really sums it up. And in all honesty, it's something that I've, I've, I've tried consistently to be the right person in the right place throughout my career. And I, throughout my longevity, it's worked sometimes, sometimes it hasn't worked, but it's always a learning process, right? You're always getting better. You're always learning, becoming a better leader. So I really like Absolutely. being part of teams that that have my best interest in mind. Yes, yes. So I, I guess you know what what I would say is this: you know, you need to um, 
you need to be the, the, the kind of leader who actively promotes the career advancement of your team. Because what we've just been talking about in this last couple of minutes is you want your leaders to you know, have your best interests in mind. And so for you as leaders out there with the people that you are connecting with, are you looking at their career advancement? Because when you have this commitment to others, um, that growth often you know, requires leaders to sacrifice more of their own personal agendas and prioritize the people underneath them to make them better. And that takes a lot of energy. And so it always starts there, you know, with those right people and then helping them to become better. And then, Scott, that's when you're going to have a a, a really good team on your hands. Mm, Absolutely. And I'd imagine that that as we've kind of talked through this today, that that it can sometimes surprise us that effective leadership goes beyond simply giving orders. Like I would imagine most of us view leadership as, uh, but it's really about investing time, making tough decisions and fostering growth within uh, within our teams. So Mo, right. as we kind of head you know, in another direction here, do you, do you have any final thoughts for us? Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, just remember this. Uh, le- leadership is a journey that just demands continuous commitment and sacrifice and the higher you go, the more you have to, to sacrifice. Um, or as John Maxwell would say, um, the, the, the higher you go, the more you have to, to give up. And so as leaders, we set the tone for the entire team. And our willingness to sacrifice paves the way for others to be stronger and more cohesive and more successful. And ultimately, they'll want to take your lead and they'll want to sacrifice more and become better leaders for the people that they lead. So true, so true. This this already has me wondering, you know, where where am I not sacrificing in my current (laughs) workplace that I could be to help improve my current workplace? So I'll I'll definitely have to be on the lookout for more opportunities. So, uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you guys enjoyed listening today, we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe, and don't forget to share. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next time.